Hey folks, you know what? A small regret is slouching in the dentist chair thinking I should have brushed and flossed better. A big health regret is listening to your doctor and thinking I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. I have that regret a lot. Better health today and when it matters most is why I take Field of Greens. Field of Greens is unlike any fruit and vegetable or green product. Field of Greens isn't watered down extracts. Field of Greens is an organic superfood. It's whole fruits and vegetables. Each fruit and vegetable was selected by doctors to support vital body functions like heart, liver, kidneys, metabolism, and of course, your immune system. And only Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Don't look back and say, I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. Field of Greens is a key to better health today, right now, and when it matters most. Let's get you started with 15% off and free shipping. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS at checkout. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Today, Friday, you think you're taking the day off? We're going to go easy? Uh-uh-uh. We've got the congresswoman from the great state of New York, Elise Stefanik, who is the brand new chairwoman of the Republican Conference in the House. What a great opportunity to talk to someone directly in the know, on the front lines of everything going on in Congress, in policy, in Washington. Uh, an extraordinary opportunity. We're so grateful. She's going to be joining us in a few seconds. And then we're going to take a little detour from the normal fair of Washington, take you out to the beautiful forays of Utah to an incredible family, the Shaw family. They began to break onto the music scene right in the middle of the pandemic, a father-daughter duo, amazing voices, amazing chemistry, amazing songs. They're popping up everywhere. They're burning up YouTube. They're burning up uh, Apple and iTunes and music and all the places because people loved their wholesome, great music, their great family story. How it happened, how it came together is an amazing story. Dad's coming out of working from the yard, daughter, Savannah asked him to maybe sit with him and do a first music video, and they made magic. Hundreds of millions of people have now listened to that magic, and they now have a recording career and a recording enterprise music coming out, two or three albums in their first year already. You do not want to miss the extraordinary Americana story of Matt and Savannah Shaw of Utah. What a great group. We're going to get to talk to them as well. That's a lot, right? We're going to get right to it, but I want to give you a heads up. Probably right as we're wrapping up this podcast today, I'll be breaking a new story on Hunter Biden. It is a, a very, very important story. It undercuts the main argument that the Democratic uh, lawmakers had when they tried to impeach President Trump. He eventually got quitted. He was impeached, but he did get acquitted in January 2020. The argument they made was that President Trump abused his office because he had no reason to ask Ukraine to investigate Hunter Biden and the Burisma matter. Well, today we're going to find out that that wasn't true. Hunter Biden's own emails with his lawyers, with his accountants show they knew during the summer of 16, they had been subpoenaed by the federal government in a criminal case. Hunter Biden's business partner, Devin Archer, was about to be indicted and they knew he had some legal liability, some legal exposure. They were concerned. Why? Guess why? He hadn't paid taxes on the money he was earning from Burisma, the 
Ukrainian natural gas company where he landed on the board, a company his father's administration at the time, the Obama-Biden administration, deemed corrupt, a company that state officials reported, while Hunter Biden was on the board, the company allegedly made two bribes, according to reports. Our own State Department in Kiev reported to the FBI, reported to their bosses in Washington. All that was going on, but now we know that the very concerned Ukrainian prosecutors were raising when they tried to come to America in 2018, the very question I raised when I started writing the Joe Biden, Hunter Biden stories at the Hill, the very question that Peter Schweitzer wrote in his book that first put a focus on Hunter Biden's business dealings, there was a legal concern. Hunter Biden's own lawyers, his accountant, his business associate, they were worried. They were trying to come up with a quote-unquote narrative when this subpoena suddenly dropped on them uh, as to why he hadn't paid taxes. There are other major revelations in these documents. The Ukraine impeachment storyline that the Democrats have pretty much held for three years now. Listen, Joe Biden's been using the line, my son never did anything unethical. Well, not paying your taxes is, I guess, illegal. It's certainly wrong. It's certainly unethical. It's un-American not to pay your taxes. Well, his lawyers flagged it, and you're going to get to see these documents. Probably by the time you get off this podcast, it'll be on the top of justthenews.com, our big breaking story. But we've got bigger fish to fry now. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik from the great state of New York, the brand new chairwoman of the House Republican Conference, one of the most important jobs in all of Congress, the policy quarterback, the chief messenger, one of the chief messengers of the Republican Party and its lawmakers in Congress, joining us live here right now at John Solomon Reports. We're going to go to that commercial break and we'll be right back with Congresswoman Elise Stefanik. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And it's Friday, so we got to do something special and we've got it for you. Joining us right now for the first time is Congresswoman Elise Stefanik of the great state of New York and the brand new chairwoman of the Republican Conference in the House. Congressman Stefanik, welcome to the um, to the show. It's good to have you. Great to be with you, John. It's an honor to have you. This has been a pretty busy couple of weeks since you, you landed in a new job, but I know you've been really focused on policy and what's going on in America. And I want to take you someplace right away. I want to get to your vision for the conference, but this uh, debate that's going on in American schools over what sort of education we're going to give our children, is it critical race theory? Is it, is it the 1776 patriotic education. It's really taking root in America. And I, I wonder if you could describe a little bit where you see things falling, whether it's with suburban moms, middle America schools. How is this starting to play out? Well, I, I think people are seeing this play out in classrooms, unfortunately, across America, but it is energizing moms, dads, students, and teachers to stand up against this divisive un-American critical race theory. And you're seeing it particularly in the suburbs. Some of the footage that we've seen from Loudoun County, Virginia, is right. quite 
uh, stunning just how many people are turning out to these town halls to speak out against this very, very dangerous curriculum uh, that really it represents the very, very far left. It is not who we are as Americans. And interestingly, in my district, um, in Saratoga County, which is a more suburban county in my district, right. at the local school board level, conservatives and Republicans swept the local school board elections and they ran on opposition to critical race theory. So, no um, kidding. I think, yes. And I think what you're seeing is as the curtain has been lifted on truly how radical these ideas are of today's far left Democratic Party, we have an opportunity as Republicans to win back those independents and, you know, maybe swing Democrats who realize this is not the same Democratic Party of even five, 10 years ago. It is radical far left Marxist ideology. And I'm glad to see parents are getting energized. They need to fight on behalf of their kids to make sure they're getting an education that's based in American ideals and not divisiveness. Yeah, no, it really is. It's interesting. I've been talking to some pollsters and they're seeing this really play out that that uh, this is hitting middle America and this is like a 70, 80 percent issue. People do not like this curriculum and they're very concerned about their children, their grandchildren, their nieces and nephews learning it. There are other things that seem to be lining up for the Republicans. It, it seems as though the border has become a really significant issue and Americans are not happy. They, they saw a stable border for a couple of years and now it's a mess. Um, when you look at Kamala Harris, she had the, the foreign trip. She's the, the czar of the border, thanks to President Biden. How do you gauge what she's doing and how the American people are reacting to it? Oh, they get an F, a failing grade when it comes to the border, and particularly Kamala Harris, who was designated as the border czar. The fact that their first focus was not even visiting the border, but to go to Guatemala and Mexico to get to the root causes. It was an abject failure, and oh, yeah. her interviews have been an embarrassment. Um, this shows that President Trump's policies worked, whether it was investment in border security, ensuring that our border patrol and our customs and border protection followed the law, uh, and the changes that the Biden administration made, which is essentially amnesty, their budget had, that they proposed does not support border security funding. It does not support increased investment for our border patrol uh, that we need. And the numbers, the numbers show the truth, the fact that in May of this year, there were over 180,000 illegal border crossings. That's the highest in 20 yeah, years. Yeah, it's mind-numbing, isn't and it? it just, it's mind-numbing. And what's interesting, John, is it doesn't just impact border states and border communities. What I say now is every state in this country is a border state. Every community is a border community. For example, even though I represent a district that's on the U.S.-Canadian border, we feel the impact because our Border Patrol officers, who typically are based in uh, northern New York have been transferred down to the southern border. Yesterday I had uh, a conference Zoom call just reaching out to my local Border Patrol leaders, and every single one of them has been on the southern border, and the toll that takes on families, but also the fact that that leaves communities across the country in uh, understaffed, facing safety and security challenges. It impacts every state across this country particularly if you also think about the amount of drug trafficking and human trafficking that's happening across the border as well. Yeah, that's such an important point. And you hear also now all that, the human trafficking, the drugs are making their way farther and farther into the inland of America. You saw Texas, you know, Governor Abbott say, we had enough fentanyl come across to kill 20 million Americans in a month. Um, 
do you think that everyday voters are sitting back now saying, you know, I kind of remember how things were last year, two years ago. I don't like this picture. Do you think this this issue starts to resonate at the dinner table, water cooler, where, where people start to have, you know, the real conversations in American life? I think this does resonate at the dinner table. And I think the border crisis is one of many crises that the American people are experiencing right now. I think also the economic crisis and the energy crisis, the fact that we've seen the highest inflation since 2008 uh, in terms of the consumer price index uh, this past month, that impacts every Americans, you know, as they're balancing their budget, balancing their checkbooks. Uh, making sure that they're able to uh, make ends meet. That's a tax hike on every American. And it's a result of Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi's tax and spend policies as they continue to shovel trillions of dollars, taxpayer dollars out the door. Um, And people feel that. People feel that this destructive agenda has really unraveled very, very quickly. You can also look at the energy crisis, the cancellation of the Keystone Pipeline, yet the waiving of the sanctions on the Nord Stream 2 Russia Pipeline. So this is an administration that supports Russian energy independence, but destroys American energy independence. People are paying the bill as they are filling up their tanks at the pump, just in terms of the gas prices increase. And previously, the gas price, the gas shortage was the, was the first time certainly my generation had ever experienced that. Um, and then the national security crises that are, are just... Um, you see them in the news every single day. Israel is under attack by Hamas, the cyber attacks uh, that are uh, happening against, right. uh, whether it's private sector companies or critical industries. Americans realize that. And again, in my district, it's the best way to get a pulse is talking to the American people and really outside of the beltway. People are showing up to local events, local Republican events more than ever before because they are engaged and energized and know that the direction we're moving in under Biden and Pelosi is not representative of mainstream America. It's um, a remarkable moment because usually it takes eight months, a year for uh, an administration's policy to have an effect, a boomerang if it's a, a bad policies or you know a hurrah if it's working well. But really, in the four or five month mark, we're already seeing, you know, a pretty significant rejection. So there's that moment in politics, you know this because you've run so effectively, where if not them, then what? And the Republicans have to come in and say, this is our plan. And of course, you're the quarterback for the House on, on policy and everything that's going to happen. What do you think are the most attractive policies or the policies that you're going to be developing as Republicans that tell the American public, all right, you, I, we know you don't like what Joe Biden's doing and Kamala Harris and, and Nancy Pelosi. Here's what we're going to stand for and the difference you get if we vote you in, in if you vote us in in 2022. Well, I'll address each of the crises and the policies that we've already put forward, because I think part of our mission is prosecuting the case against the Biden Pelosi agenda and then putting forth our solutions. When you look at the border crisis, we are putting forth a budget as well as investments in border security, making sure that we have the 21st century tools, whether it's the physical barrier, the wall, as well as increased personnel, but also following the rule of law and fixing our broken immigration system. Uh, Going back to some of the Trump era executive uh, decisions that were made with the support of the Republican Congress. When it comes to the economy. Right now, you're seeing you go on any main street. uh, Democrats have supported the incentive not to work. So the additional federal unemployment assistance, every main street in this country has four higher signs. 
for our small businesses. Republicans want the incentive to get back to work to make sure that we're focusing on economic growth. When it comes to tax and spend policies, this is another clear contrast. We support tax cuts for the American people, and we are in opposition unified against the $55 trillion in new taxes that were proposed in Joe Biden's budget. And the latest is the $6 trillion uh, non-infrastructure infrastructure bill that the Biden administration has put forward. Republicans have put forward a true infrastructure bill that right. is investment in highways, sewers, waterways, rural broadband without the leftist Green New Deal, uh, very partisan provisions that make up 90 percent of what Democrats have put forth. So I'm very excited that we will have a proactive agenda. We already do. And it's in stark contrast to what the Democrats have put forth. Yeah, no, it really is. It's funny. I've been doing a lot of research as I'm, I'm writing a column and you can really see there's a lot of ideas coming out of the Republican Party. And I've always said, and Newt Gingrich used to say this you know, many years ago, Republicans are best when they have ideas because they always work with the American people. You're really churning out. I mean, your caucus is churning out a lot of ideas. And then you, you see what's going on in the states like Ron DeSantis or Christy Nome. Uh, are you encouraged that the party has not only the energy of these voters now coming back saying, we're on your team, but also there's an energy of ideas going on? There's absolutely an energy of ideas. And I think our governors have done a very exceptional job. I'm glad you touched upon both Governor Nome as well as Governor DeSantis, Governor Abbott. Right. Our Republican governors, they are in stark contrast to our abysmal blue state governors who are just. Uh, you know, Governor DeSantis is reopening his his uh, state, and I have a lot of snowbirds, for example, that res are registered in my <laughs> district they do. this year during the summer, but yep. head down to Florida, and it is a stark contrast. But even on issues like banning critical race theory, I was very pleased to see Governor DeSantis took that action as well, uh, getting tough on tech companies who are biased and, frankly, I believe have taken unconstitutional actions to silence right. Americans or viewpoints that perhaps the left disagrees with. Uh, DeSantis has taken those actions as well. People want to see leadership in this country. They're not seeing it from Joe Biden and the Democrats. But you look to Republicans. We are a vibrant party. We are geographically diverse. We have members that represent rural and suburban areas very effectively. So I'm very optimistic that there's going to be vibrant policy discussions and solutions. Um, and there already are happening. They happen within our caucus. And that's why I was so excited to take on this job to really unify all parts of the Republican conference. Yeah, and you can see everybody right now is oaring in the same direction in the House conference. And that, you know, that's a real tribute to just the short time you've been there already. You can see it and everyone are talking in the same thing, focusing on the right things. And, and that, that discipline and that energy is only going to reap good things for for the Republican Party. Last question, because I know you got to go. Uh, the infrastructure bill, is there any possibility that there'll be some bipartisanship in an infrastructure bill that Americans will say really is about infrastructure and not other things that have been thrown out that are ideological investments, not, not infrastructure investments? Do you feel like there's some potential to meet in the middle? Well, you know, I credit Senator Shelley Moore Capito. She yeah. did a great job putting forth um, the Republican solutions on behalf of the Republican senators, the House Republican members on the Transportation Committee have put forth our proposed 
spending levels that really are focused on the infrastructure needs. It's really a question of whether Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are willing to negotiate. What we've seen so far, John, is that despite Joe Biden's promises in his inaugural address of being bipartisan, he's actually the least bipartisan president we've had, certainly since I've been in in office in Congress. And they have chosen to go the route of the far left party line only votes rather than compromising and reaching across the aisle. There are those talks that are ongoing with um, 20 senators, I believe. Right. Uh, but we're not seeing outreach on the House side, which is mm. very disappointing. Yeah, it's a missed so it's opportunity. really up to it's a missed opportunity for Joe Biden. And uh, again, I think they Nancy Pelosi has challenges in her caucus. She sort of she has sure to seize the far left. And that's the route they've been taking. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. Anything we should be watching for in the next week out of Congress? What's really important for the Americans to focus on the next week? Well, focusing on the stark contrast between what Democrats are putting forth, which is uh, they support they're not supporting economic growth. They support tax and spend. Uh, we're also seeing infighting among the Democrats. They refuse to condemn Elon Omar's yeah. uh, un-American and anti-Semitic remarks and equating the United States of America as a terrorist nation, equating us with Hamas. Um, she needs to be condemned. I think you're going to hear more from Republicans on that because Nancy Pelosi has refused to hold her accountable. Uh, and then you're going to hear more about Republican solutions, whether it's the transportation ideas, whether it's economic growth, whether it's securing our border. That's a lot to be looking forward to. It's going to be a great week. Congresswoman, I can't thank you enough. This is uh, every time we, I see you, you're always packed full of really important information. There are a lot of people I've talked about. You get really the information and we're really grateful for that. So thank you. Thank you for the time. And I hope we can get you back on here soon. Yes. Thanks, John. Thanks, Congresswoman. Have a great weekend. All right, folks, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day with a fun interview with a family from Utah. You are going to want to meet a father-daughter duo who sings like you've never heard people sing before. They're amazing. But you know what they did? They discovered their skill together during the pandemic, and they decided to share it with all of us, as we were cooped up in our houses looking for things to watch, we had binge watched everything on Netflix. And all of a sudden, Matt and Savannah Shaw out of Utah broke into our YouTube channels, broke into our iPod, and uh, gave us the extraordinary sweet sound of a family and loving family giving us the gift of music. It is an incredible interview. I'm so excited to be bringing on Matt and Savannah, their story of stardom in the middle of a pandemic giving us a little bit of solace through the great gift of music is next right after this commercial break. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And a very special opportunity as we go into this weekend, a family that I've been hearing things about. I went to dinner the other night, and the first thing people said is, have you heard about Matt and Savannah Show? Have you listened to their music? I've been all over town, and people are talking about this amazing father-daughter do. And so I figured, you know what? I got to go find out for myself what's going on. So we're lucky bringing in live from Utah. We have Matt and Savannah Shaw joining us. The father-daughter team you've probably seen on iTunes, YouTube. They're amazing. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank oh, you thank so you much so for much. having us. This is an honor to be here, John. Thank you for having us. And the same here. I have to admit, I'm a little pop culture challenge, so I didn't catch up to the phenomenon until just a few weeks ago. But Everywhere I've gone, dinner conversations, even even a member of Congress mentioned you guys. And I said, all right, I keep wow. hearing about these guys. I got to check this out. And so last weekend, <laughs> I went on YouTube with my son and we uh, found a couple of your amazing videos and we couldn't stop listening. We did the binge watch for like a half hour, 45 minutes. And oh. I, I now understand. I get it. It's amazing. So tell me, uh, how does a father and daughter team decide we can sing, we sound good together, and we're going to go start making videos and music? How, how did it all happen? It is the funniest story because it was totally an accident that we started singing together. Um, it was right when the pandemic had started. Right. I was in a children's choir and um, it got canceled because of you know the pandemic. So we decided to um, all create music Instagrams to share music with each other. But wait, and she isn't, she never had social media before this. So she, no this kidding. Is the, yeah, at yeah. 15. No, and that was her choice, not Good ours. For we her. didn't force that on her. But yeah, okay, keep going. Um, <laughs> and I was being the shy girl. Um, I was, I was way too afraid to put out a song of just myself at first. So, um, my dad was outside doing yard work and I pulled him in. I'm like, Hey, I want to record a video for my friends. Can you be in it with me? I'm thinking we'll do the prayer. So we recorded it and posted it. And then you posted it to Facebook, um, for some family. Yeah. I mean, it was never intended to go beyond friends and family. Yeah. And then it wow. just started to spread. I mean, I'm wearing an old ball cap. I've got an old family <laughs> reunion t-shirt on. Right. I mean, we didn't intend for anyone to see it. And I think, you know, if you combine all the different sites that it's been on and been shared on, it's been viewed over a hundred million times. That's unreal. And it's just crazy. And I, Savannah, before we started, she was like, dad, do you want to, do you want to like change? You want to put something nicer on? And I was like, oh, Savannah, your friends do not care what I'm wearing. I, it doesn't matter. I'm, let's just do this. And, you know, had I known, probably would have changed. Exactly. You know? <laughs> So the funny but part that's is how it started. the first song you take is like one of the biggest songs ever, Andrea Bocelli, and uh, oh. uh, and you go Celine Dion. Celine Dion. How do you? T that's your first one, and you nail it right out of the park. I mean, we were listening to that song. It is so beautiful. It's angelic, and it's it's just amazing. Oh, so that one starts to go viral. And what do you start? What do you start saying to yourself? Where, where does this go next? Oh yeah, like we um, we just enjoyed it so much that we um we we were like gosh this is fun and people are are watching and um and and the biggest thing that that hit us was the response that we kept getting from people about how you know it was right at a time where there was so much fear and anxiety and uncertainty as the right. pandemic was really taking hold and people were finding a lot of hope and comfort and healing in the music and so we've we've almost felt this responsibility to to keep it coming just because of the meaningful re responses that we kept getting. And so, you know, the next song was a million dreams. Cause right. we were like, never in a million dreams. Did we think that we could be a thing and we could 
we could sing and people would actually want to listen. And it just kept snowballing from there. And we, we started to do our own music. We've since in the last eight months released three albums. Unreal. Which, you know, we started singing in our closet just a year ago. Yeah. And now we have three albums that, you know, have charted on Billboard that we were just a little dad and daughter from who knows where Utah. It's amazing. <laughs> it, it's just, yeah, we just are, we feel so lucky and, and so um, humbled and grateful to have this opportunity. We never thought it'd be possible. Well, it's funny when uh, the first time I heard about you guys, uh, the person who mentioned was a friend of ours and we were having dinner and they said, it's so authentic when, when they look at you, it's the classic daughter looking at her father, father looking at her daughter. But when you hear the voices, it's like being on The Greatest Showman. The voices are, are like, you know, epic quality. And you have to watch this. I'm like, oh, God, I never go on YouTube. I'm sorry, I don't. And they're like, well, then here, I got it. And the guy whips out his phone and he puts it on oh there. And there's gosh. a big window, that picture window behind you guys. And you're singing yeah. this unbelievable song. And uh, it just sounds so amazing. What has been the reaction? You know, do father daughter teams reach out to you? Do families reach out to you and say, how do I get to do this? We do have um, a bunch of father daughter duets popping up on YouTube that we see now that will cover some of our songs. And we love seeing that. It's so fun for us to, um, you know, put these duets out there that um, encourage other father daughter um, duets, you know, come together and do the same thing because it really has been so much fun. Yeah, we actually, you know, we we learned early on that we quickly ran out of duets that were out there and available um, that, you know, weren't sappy love songs for a male and a female. Right, right, yeah. And so we connected with a, a good friend of ours, Stephen Nelson, who started arranging these songs for us and turning some of our favorites into duets. Um, that we wow. could do. And since then, we we share those arrangements. And, you know, if other father and daughters want to sing together, we we love to send them our arrangements. And we're like, please use them because it's tough to find. But what a great mm-hmm. thing to do together, you it, know? It is amazing. I'll tell you a little fun story from my family. So I was in eighth grade. I was in a Catholic school and we had to do one project outside of the curriculum. And so my mom and my dad and I sat down over the weekend and there were like three options. I could join the Catholic choir. I could write an essay in the law day essay. And then I think the third one was a public service thing. So my dad said, well, why don't you and mom get on there and talk in about two seconds or just start singing and just try it out for a while and see what it sounds like. We sang about 30 seconds and my father looked up at me and said, thank God you can write. You're going to go writing. You're going to do the writing essay. So I was out. I, I didn't get the chance. Mom and I never could pull it off. But uh, you, you guys must have known right right away. How does the, you know, you have a big family, a nice family. I've seen the pictures. They're, they're all adorable. And they're just, you know, quintessential Thank America. Um, how, how has the rest of the family reacted? Are there going to be like a whole family choir soon? Where does this go next? <laughs> they have been the biggest support to us. They come to everything. You know, we kind of just make it a family um, thing. Everywhere we go, the family is with us. Um, and all of our performances will come up on stage after. So they really have been um, so supportive of us and our music and we couldn't do it without them. Yeah, we just released a a song on YouTube called Tonight You Belong To Me. Okay. And well, it was maybe a month ago, two months ago or something. I can't remember, but it features our youngest daughter, Penny Jean, and she decided to join us for that song. So that's the only time she's joined us. How cool is that? It turned out so cute. And then my son Easton played the ukulele on that one. And so wow. he they were really nervous to join us. But we're hoping that maybe um, 
they'll uh, want to join us for some more music. We're, we're thinking that we're planning Christmas already. And so How cool we're thinking we may have some more of the family join us, which would be so fun. I get a sense that Christmas is a pretty big deal in your family. Just from looking at the Christmas album I saw the <laughs> other day, you guys got Christmas yeah. down really good, don't you? Oh, it's so fun. We've got a big family and, you know, lots of kids around. So, of course, Christmas is always magical for us. Lots of traditions, which is fun. Uh, That is so, so awesome. Now we're getting out of the pandemic. And obviously this was a a great healing thing for people to listen, enjoy, share. Uh, When we're all trapped in the homes, life's going to get out there. We're going to get back to normal, hopefully. Do you guys go Mm -hmm. on the tour? Do you got it? Do you have a tour coming up? Uh, Where does this go next? Oh, we would love to. It's such a um, interesting world out there right now because, you know, the dust is just starting to settle with COVID. And so live music is just starting to make its return. And so for us, we would love to tour um, and we're, we're trying to work out where and how that works right now um, with the circumstances we're in and things are just starting to open up. But definitely there's something special about live music. Oh, there's and no doubt. Yeah. And the energy and it's, you know, the give and take from the audience and the performers and it's amazing. We would love to do more performing. So we are, we're working on that. That's amazing. And you're on, you're on iTunes now, right? All the platforms that you can get download music. I see everywhere. So what's the easiest way for people to stay in touch as, as this incredible experience keeps going on? Yeah. The easiest way is just to head to our website. It's mattandsavannahmusic.com. And there we have a, you can sign up with our newsletters where we keep in touch and let people know about um, upcoming concerts and engagements that we're doing. But you can also order our, our music there. Um, we link to all the YouTube videos. And and we are Matt and Savannah on all social media platforms. So if you look at Matt and Savannah, you'll find us and people can follow our journey there it's as well. It's an interesting spelling though, Matt with one T. One T, I, right? Yeah. One T. I grew up never being able to purchase a souvenir with my name on it. And so <laughs> oh, that's it's a... only fair we do it to Savannah because she's Savannah with no H. That's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt and Savannah, that's the spelling, mattandsavannahmusic.com. Well, the names fit the beautiful music. You are so unique and so gifted. What's been the biggest lesson I, as you get to do this? What uh, for son, if another family's okay, I say, listen, I want to do something special with my family too. What are some of the lessons or the biggest lesson, at least that you learned as you've gone through this experience? I think um, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is um, just how important it is to put yourself out there and um, get out of your comfort zone. Because for me, I never shared my voice. I A lot of my best friends didn't even know that I sang um, before I posted that video. And just taking that leap of faith, I think, and putting out that video has completely, you know, changed my life for the better. So um, for anybody out there who's, you know, thinking about doing something scary, I hope that they go for it because you never know what could happen. That, yeah, that is such great advice. You, sometimes you just got to jump in with two feet and take a chance. And uh, uh, I'm so yeah. glad you guys did. Matt, I've heard your voice and I'm like, wow, this guy's got to have been a Broadway. Where? When did you realize <laughs> you could sing like that? I mean, oh my gosh. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. I I grew up singing. I've always loved it. Um, And I actually went to college. I had a vocal performance scholarship at college. Um, But it was the only school that would give me a scholarship without making me major in music. So (laughs) I got my accounting degree. But, you know, life happens. And I've got four kids and I started a a company. And so singing uh, just 
from circumstances kind of got put on the back burner as I was sure. being a, a husband and father and provider. And, and, and really it wasn't until Savannah pulled me in from the yard to sing with her that it really started to come back. And, and it's just been amazing since, because I'm able to realize a dream that I had put away, you know, for a long time. And, but to realize it through my daughter and through this experience has just been incredible. It so. is incredible. And Savannah, did I understand that when that first recording, which I've seen that first recording, because my son made me binge watch, we got all the way through <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was awesome. Uh, was that really the first time you had performed in public or in, in a public way with singing? You know, I, I probably sang in public three times before that. Wow. Um, when I was little and then probably like <laughs> once in church and that was it. So Amazing. I really, I really didn't perform. Um, I was terrified to, but you know, I've had lots of opportunities since that video to put myself out there and do what I love. So we've had lots of performances since then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you nailed it on the first one. You two guys were like flawless on the first one. So, you know, God had a good yeah. idea for you when you see that first performance, cause it couldn't have been better. You, you've brought oh, so much, so much inspiration to families and including my own, my, I have an autistic mm. son and he just fell in love with the music and it's on his playlist. Now I can tell you, cause when I'm in the car, I hear it. It's, uh, it's yeah. awesome. Uh, and, tell him uh, thank you for us. Well, it's uh it's a blessing for all of us and we wish you well. And we want to keep chronicle your great adventure cause you're starting on something just amazing. And, uh, everyone <laughs> can go and check out Matt and Savannah everywhere, social media, YouTube. It is a worthwhile time to spend. I'll tell you that. Guys, God bless and good luck with everything in the future. Uh, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. This was a pleasure, John. Really an honor to be part of your podcast. Thank you for having us. Oh, on. it was an honor here too. And I'll be popular at home tonight too. How about that? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All thank right, you. guys. God bless. And we'll talk to you soon. Folks, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, folks, that wraps things up for the day. Oh, my goodness. What a great opportunity. What a great show. I had fun today. You get to talk to Congresswoman Elise Stefanik. You talk policy. We get in. We learn things. We're learning that they're going to continue to press the case against Ilhan Omar uh, for her incendiary remarks, anti-American remarks. A lot of people are calling them. We know what they're working on in the bill, what the uh, what the alternatives are for infrastructure and other policies. We hear her talk about the impact of the failures of Vice President Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, both on the foreign policy front and on the southern border of America. Uh, we get all that right. That's an amazing uh, experience in and of itself. You're armed for bear. You got new information to go to the water cooler, to the dinner table, to the boardroom, wherever you're going today, this weekend. And then we get to take a little bit of fun and we go and we get to meet two quintessential American stars who together, a father-daughter team, Matt and Savannah Shaw, they discovered they could sing together, they could make beautiful music, and they did it in a way that gave us solace and comfort and smiles and great music in the middle of the pandemic. And now 
they're recording stars. They're big deal. They got tens and hundreds of millions of views on YouTube. What a great story. And you saw just what a great family are, the love between them, the, 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 the traditional family excitement when both are succeeding and the, the unexpected journey that they've gone on together as father, daughter, the fun, the giggles, the laughs, the great stories. Uh, what, a, what a great American family. What a great talent. The Shaw family is particularly Savannah and Matt. I'm so glad we got to do that. And as we head into the weekend, I just want to plant one thought. We've got some amazing partners here at Just the News, at uh, John Solomon Reports. And one of them is the Birch Gold Group. We love these guys. They come on every so often. We bring them on to help us understand the economy. And this week, we got some news. I think Congresswoman Stefanik immediately seized on its import. We had an inflation report, 5% inflation. We haven't seen that since 2008 or 1992. Those are the two last times inflation was soaring at that rate. We've got crises. We've got jobs that can't be filled because we're paying people to stay home. The economy is starting to look a little shaky. People worried about a bubble in the market. They're worried about interest rates going up to try to tamp down inflation. They're worried about China and the mischief China might create. You got the cyber hacking, all the things that Congresswoman Stefanik just talked about. Well, it starts to make you think about, well, how's my retirement doing? What should I do? What about my bank account, my investments? I work hard for my money. I don't want to go in reversal. Well, the great folks at Birch Gold have exactly the right thing for you. You know what they do? They've got opportunities for you to take some of your money and put it into precious metals, gold and silver. And I didn't know this until I met them. But you have the opportunity, in many cases, for eligible 401k and IRA, your retirement monies, you can roll them into gold and silver, give some protection, some diversity to your portfolio. What a great idea. We've got inflation, and there's talk about putting another $1 or $2 trillion into the market, a more printed money on an infrastructure bill or an ideological bill, whatever you call it. Well, guess what? That's going to probably add pressure. The economic indicators are making people nervous. A lot of unfilled jobs, um, a lot of inflationary pressure, uncertainty in the border, uncertainty in the world often makes me worry about my own investments. And that's why we've got our partnership, our friends with Birch Gold. And here's the deal. You have a special opportunity right now because you're a John Solomon Reports listener, because you are a Just the News fan. You can get a free info kit on physical precious metals, how you can incorporate them if you choose uh, into your retirement portfolio, into your investment portfolio. The 20-page kit, I've read it. I love it. I learned so much. I'm a smarter investor than I've ever been before. And you can get this for no cost, no obligation. You get the kit just by going to birchgold.com slash justnews. Birch, B-I-R-C-H, gold.com, just news. And here's the deal. You are going to get the kit for free. You're going to get read up. It's a great, a no obligation opportunity to get smarter, wiser in a turbulent market. And you might even, for a limited time, qualify up to $10,000, 10000 in free precious metals just by taking advantage of the kit, looking at it. Here's what we do. Go to birchgold.com slash just news, B-I-R-C-H gold.com slash just news. Get that kit. If you start getting involved, you start to make some moves in your investment portfolio like I've been doing, you're going to potentially get some great opportunities to get some free precious metals. You're certainly going to make your portfolio more diverse. What better way to spend a few minutes this weekend doing that and then spending some of those great tunes from Matt and Savannah Shaw. I have to admit, after I interviewed him yesterday and my son already had downloaded some of the music, that's how I found out about it. My son had stumbled onto them on 
YouTube. I got a few of their songs on my playlist this weekend. I'm going to be listening to some beautiful music, great people. Again, thanks to Elise Stefanik, the great congresswoman and conference chair from the state of New York, Matt and Savannah, and of course our friends at Birch Gold. What a great way to head into the weekend. Let's do it. Get the grills fired up. Get some uh, Kansas City steaks. Put them on the grill. Have a great weekend. We'll be back Monday with more news. And don't forget, probably right about now is a good time to go to justthenews.com because that story about Hunter Biden is out by now. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. God bless you and God bless this great country, uh, the United States of America. He's always blessed us. And this weekend will be no different. All right. We'll see you on Monday. Calling all coffee drinkers. If you've been trying to enhance your daily coffee routine, then Quest has got your back with their brand new iced coffees. Now available in two delightfully delicious flavors that'll be sure to add an extra pep in your step. Vanilla latte and mocha latte. Quest has been on a mission to help fuel you with protein-forward foods you'll love. Each bottle of Quest iced coffee is packed with 200 milligrams of caffeine, the same amount as two cups of regular coffee, plus 10 grams of protein per serving to help you supercharge your day. And did I mention that they only contain one gram of sugar? It might just be time to cheat on your iced coffee with iced coffee. Find Quest iced coffees on Amazon.com slash Quest Nutrition. That's Amazon.com slash Quest Nutrition.